0: Good morning, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I am your host, Dr. Angela Beth I'm so excited to have you here today, and my question for you is, do you have what it takes? Well, we are definitely going to find out today. That is not only a great question, but it is the title of my guest book you have what it takes by grace mbong so go on and get cozy because we are about to get started hello grace thank you so much for joining me for modern living with dr angela how you doing dr angela good morning Good morning to you. Well, the first thing I want to ask is about the title of your book, You Have What It Takes. I love the positivity in that. How did you come about that title?
1: You Have What It Takes. It really comes about through my mom. My mom had always been encouraging me about doing things, and she was just so awesome and She was just like, baby, you have what it takes to make it, and stop, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it. So that's the way that I got the name, You Have What It Takes. I love it.
0: I love it. There is nothing like an inspirational mom to have your mom as your cheerleader. So I I love that. I love it. Now, was there any particular thing that happened in your life or was going on in the world that kind of prompted you to go on and write the book? So many authors I talked to, um, their story has taken, you know, five or six years to get out simply because of research and so forth. Others have maybe written a book and, you know, it was about a time frame in their lives, but they needed closure before they were able to share. What made you decide that now was the time to get the book out there?
1: Well, what really made me To think about it is true, you know, um, when I lost my mom and she was the only one that was really encouraging me and my father a lot. And when I lost her, I was like, oh, my God, I have lost the love of my life or something. But regardless of that, it was always in me that you have what it takes. So I said, it's time for the book to be out. So that's how Mm -hmm. I got
0: it. Hmm. Uh-huh. I can definitely, definitely understand that. And there's nothing like you said. There's nothing like that bond that you have between you and a parent, or you know, between one and their parent. Um, and it is so, it is so hard when when one of them passes away. You are, you are so right there. Now as far as the the ideal reader is concerned um many times we write a book and because it's dealing with a subject matter that you have to be a little bit older to understand um just, you know, life experience is, is what I mean. Like, you need to have that life experience in order to understand what's going on in the book. Would you say that your book is appropriate for folks as young as high school? Or do you think they need to be a little bit older, maybe uh college age and older, to be able to understand the storyline?
1: The book is really from high school age and to adult age. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. <laughs>
0: Mhm, uh-huh, mhm, uh-huh. and and I ask that question because, like I said, sometimes you need to have a little bit more living, you know, under your belt in order to to understand some of the stories that that people share when it comes to, especially the lessons that our, that our parents have have taught us. So I'm glad that you wrote it in a way that high schoolers would be able to to follow along, as well. Now I want to ask you um, some questions about process. When you were writing, did you find that you needed to have a particular environment? Like, did you need it to be quiet when you were writing, or did you mind kind of the hustle and bustle of the day?
1: Mine is all filled with um, trials and tribulations, and I was just writing in any environment. It didn't really bother me. It just flowed naturally out of me, so that's how I got it.
0: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think that there is someone there's always that aspiring author out there that is inspired by someone who has achieved, you know, what they're trying. They're trying to do. And you never know how an answer is really going going to help them. Um, I used to ask the question and say, you know, did you have to go up to, you know, the log cabin near the lake to go right and be in solitude. And I remember one person said, Doctor Angela, I've only heard that in the movies. Like I don't even know if that's real. And I was like, Yeah, that's a that's a real that's a real thing. And then about four months later, Um, I asked the question, but I didn't include that scenario. And lo and behold, what happens? The person says, yeah, my parents own this cabin that's near a lake, and I go off there, and and I write all my books, and I was like, there's that person. Yes. You Mm -hmm. know, so you never know um, what's really going to help someone. Absolutely. Mm Absolutely. Absolutely. Now when it came time to publish your book, now we as authors we have to decide are we going to self publish and take on all the responsibility ourselves or are we going to use a publishing house and just simply pay the professionals to do what they do? How did you determine which way you wanted to publish your book?
1: I I had a research, you know, I was there researching and I said, you know what, it's best to go go with a higher power, like a publishing company, that could help you out and could redirect you in your mistakes and corrections, so that's how i I called um aclebri and some other companies, and that's how I knew what to do from there.,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, I am finding that more and more people are are choosing to kind of take a little bit more control of of their book so that they they can make sure that it's not tampered with too much or changed in any way that it no longer becomes their story so i i definitely understand uh why you went that route now your book is a book of poetry and i always have to ask those that are poets why that is um, why is it more comfortable, just in your in your understanding of who you are as a person, why is it more comfortable, you feel, to write poetry than to write a traditional uh, novel in that style of storytelling? Why is poetry the easiest form of storytelling for you?
1: I love the, the way of poetry because I could tell it how it is. I don't like sugar coding or whatever. I just go straight to the point and make my comments and my sentences.
0: Hmm. Uh-huh, hmm. Uh-huh. I see what you're saying. You don't have. You don't have to build it up. You don't have to uh, give us backstory on a character and and take us along on the journey that way. You're gonna simply put it in front of us, and we need to be ready when we get to that page. I love it. I love it. The boldness of it all. I, I love that. I love that. Now, as as far as um, how you have been able to get uh, get along with the book since we have all been dealing with COVID, just not here, just here in the states, but internationally. Uh, usually, if something is going on in the states, many people are able to, you know, go to another country and and still promote their book or their or their their work. Uh, with that being said, we're all on COVID lockdown. We're starting to come out of it now, but how have you been able to still introduce your book to others considering the the former um, lockdown due to COVID? Were you able to use technology in any way to still get the word out?
1: Well, yes, ma'am. I did, you know, through Facebook. I use Facebook and speaking to my friends and stuff, you know, social media too. That's what I did. And also, Letting my friends, a lot of people know about
0: the book. That's all. You know, it's so funny that people forget that one of the the most tried and true forms of advertisement is still word of mouth. You know, we still have an entire generation Mm -hmm. that is somewhat too unlikely to be using social media, right? They, they really have no use for it in their day-to-day lives, all the way up to a generation that all they want is social media. You know, so we, we still do need to have that, that middle ground of being able to talk to people and share with people because I know that when I like something, I'm going to tell everyone I know, but I'm also going to go online and leave a good review. If I don't like something, I'm also going to go tell everyone I know, and I'm also going to leave that, you know, um, encouraging review on online, but still telling them what I didn't like. You know, I'm not a nasty reviewer, but, but I will say, you know, I didn't like this, but I did like this particular part. So you are you are so right there with doing it by by word of mouth. Now, as I said, the, the world is slowly starting to, to open back up, um, even though we know that this has happened before, where, you know, we were on lockdown, it opened up and it was like, uh-oh, a new variant, and we had to kind of close back down a little bit again. Uh, our prayers are that. This time when we open up, we'll be able to get back to normal. With that being said, what are your hopes and aspirations for the future? Will you continue writing? Do you plan on participating in anything like book expos or anything like that? Yes, ma'am.
1: I'd love to do some book exposure, and I'll continue writing as much as I can.
0: Mhm, mhm. I I love that. I love that. I I want for every writer who who is a writer to definitely not lose that. I know that during the pandemic we have um a lot of things have shifted and and I hope that people just will not lose that spark inside of them to to continue to write. Now, it sounds like your mother was an amazing woman who really shared a lot of um, encouragement with you that she she was able to, in her time with you, um, really plant a really great seed. I love that. Is there any other, because we only have about a minute left in the show, is, mm-hmm. are there any other words of encouragement that you would like to leave with our listeners today just to keep them inspired to keep moving forward? Believe
1: in yourself and don't quit on God.
0: Mm-hmm, uh-huh, hmm uh-huh. I love it. Do not quit and wait on God. I love it. I love it. Well, Grace, before I let you go, can you remind everyone, please, what is the title of your book, where can we get a copy, and how do we stay in contact with you?
1: The title of my book is called You Have What It Takes. You could get a copy through Amazon.com. And also, you could also get in contact with me with my email, seventy eight at yahoo.com and mvongrace89 at gmail.com.
0: Uh, I love it. Thank you again Grace for being a guest here on Modern Living with Dr. Angela. And listeners, you know that one of my favorite times of the interview is when I go to the leaderboard. So let me take a look at who is listening across this beautiful world of ours. Coming in in the number one spot is my home country of the USA. Woohoo! Thanks, home country, for being number one. Number two is the Philippines. Hello, Philippines. Thank you for being number two number three is australia thanks australia for being third fourth is Canada hey neighbors thanks for being fourth and in the number five spot is Russia thank you Russia for being number five but you know what let me tell you I still see all of these other beautiful countries uh, that are shining bright and blue I see you South Africa Nigeria I see you Ghana and Morocco Brazil and Bolivia Colombia, Turkey, Saudi Arabia, India, I see you, Germany and Poland and the UK. Thanks, everyone, for making our show an international success. Well, as always, may you have great mental health and may you do it with a good book. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.